Celtic will, will definitely fancy their chances, but it's never an easy game when you're when you're going to Petodby for sure. Coming up on the official Celtic FC podcast, we're joined by former Celtic and Aberdeen forward Niall McGinn to look ahead to Saturday's huge match at Petodby in the Premiership. Yes, everybody, welcome along to the official Celtic FC podcast, the only podcast out there where you can get exclusive content from inside the Celtic changing room and with some former members of the club. And we have one of those alongside us for today's episode. We've got a man who is very well remembered for his time at Celtic, playing 36 times, scoring six goals, four assists, but also in Scottish football, probably a lot of his best moments came for the team that we're about to play on Saturday lunchtime. Aberdeen, where over 10 years, I believe it is, he spent in the North East. He won the League Cup, played 356 times, scored 87 goals and 81 assists. I think by now you can probably guess who it is. It's none other than Niall McGinn. Niall, how are you? I'm all good, thanks. Thanks for having me. No, thank you so much for, for coming on. We've got a really exciting game to look ahead to this Saturday in the in the league Celtic going up to Petodre. It's always an exciting game in the calendar. But first of all, how's things with you? How is football going for you? What's what's happening with you just now, Niall? Yeah, no, everything's everything's good. I'm actually really enjoying living in Belfast at the moment. I'm I'm from obviously Tyrone, which is an hour up the road, but I've never lived in Belfast before, so to be in Belfast, uh, living here, having friends, family close by, it allows them to obviously come and watch matches, and they're maybe not having to fly across to Scotland, etc., which they did, which was obviously always appreciated. But I think now, because I'm still playing full time football, it's it's still pleasing for me, and I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I'm I'm 36 now. I'm not getting any younger, but for me, it's just keep playing for as long as I can, as long as I'm enjoying it. But uh, don't get me wrong, I'm always keeping a close eye on things in, in Scotland because that's obviously where most of my career has, has, has definitely been and it's definitely uh, been a big part of my life for sure. Yeah, for those that don't know, you're now playing for Glentoran. You've been there for the last 12 months. How have things been going for you this season? Uh, well, this season, sort of, personally, it's been been sort of up and down. I've, I've been sort of maybe in and out of the team. It's maybe obviously the manager's manager decision at times of, I've scored a few goals, which has been pleasing, and uh, I think sort of my record, even from from starts to assists and stuff, has been actually very, very good. I think I've created the most assists in 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 the, in the squad, which has been pleasing. So I'm always trying to chip in my goals and assists. We're we're sitting fourth in the league. Uh, obviously, we're halfway through their season, but we're still in a we're still in the Irish Cup, which is good. So our main ambition now is probably try and qualify for Europe, finish as, as high up the league as possible, and then hopefully we win, win that cup. Super, but glad to, to hear you're still enjoying things and doing well over there. Um, now, let's look ahead to this game on Saturday at lunchtime. Two of your old teams going up against each other. As I said, it's always a really big game in the calendar, Celtic going up to Petodre. Well, first of all, we'll start off and get your thoughts on what you make of both teams so far this season. And of course, let's start with Celtic. I think one five now in a row in the league, six in all competitions, top of the league at the moment. Obviously, victory on Saturday against Ross County at home. Probably not the greatest of performances, but still sitting well in the league. How do you assess where Celtic are at this moment in time? I think now you just said it there. They've obviously picked up uh, their winning games now. I think... You're at a stage now in the season where you sort of take the wins uh, no matter what. Uh, I think uh, you, you'll always want the perfect performances and it's it's always hard. Other teams are 
are fighting for their lives even at this early stage they're wanting to get as many points on the board as quickly as possible because they don't want to be in that dogfight coming in the season so any 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 time a, a team comes to Celtic Park they always lift their game and even uh, getting that big result over Rangers was massive I thought because sort of losing away to Kilmarnock and home to Hearts and, and then having that uh, I think having that win against Rangers was was massive and it just sort of it created a an even stronger sort of environment and uh, amongst the sort of maybe the players and manager everything just sort of that bit more of a, a more positive uh, atmosphere around the stadium and that's probably proven since off the back of winning that game how much it's given the whole of the squad more confidence and, and it's definitely shown and winning the game since. Yeah, I think it definitely has been the case since that. Obviously, a little bit of a blip in December time, but then since then, performances have started to improve. Again, though, maybe the game against Ross County is one of those where just about getting the getting the job done in the end, scoring an early goal and getting the the three points. But in terms of you know Brendan coming in at the start of the season, it's a manager that you would have went up against plenty of times during your days uh, as an Aberdeen player. What have you made of, of him coming back and the football that Celtic are playing at the moment? Well, uh, I can sort of only speak from uh, from even playing against Celtic and over the years that I was at Aberdeen, uh, that was definitely the period where Celtic were at their most strongest. Any time we came up against Brian Rodgers' team, the teams were, they were, were so full of energy. The, the sort of creativity players that you had on the pitch were we're always probably firing all cinder, cylinders. The, the goals are coming from everywhere. Midfield, uh, obviously strikers at then as well. And sort of the strength and depth they had at that stage was 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 unbelievable. And even being at Aberdeen at that stage, we 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 felt that we had a a really strong squad. Like we had some very very good players, and we always felt if, if Celtic hadn't have been as strong as they were back then, we might have maybe lifted that one or two extra trophies we always seem to come up against them maybe in the semi-final or final and they always sort of uh, seem to pip us over the line but I just even 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 speaking to Johnny about it at the time because Johnny was Johnny Hayes was, was at Aberdeen and then he obviously moved to Celtic and, and playing under Rodgers and just even speaking to him about sort of intense training was and how sort of well sort of drilled Brandon had, had his uh, had his players was, was second to none and I think he, he had that period of so many years that he was able to uh, bring a squad together and probably create the squad that he really wanted. So I think even now at, at this stage, even though it's probably still early in his, in his tenure or second time around, he, he's probably still trying to maybe get his best 11 on the pitch. It's it's obviously resulted in maybe different injuries along the way and obviously team selection, uh, different competitions. We're having obviously the Europe and the, the, the cup competitions as well. So he probably hasn't really had the everyone to choose from up until this moment and uh, I think he's still trying to maybe find his his best 11 his best 14 that uh, can obviously get that consistency over the course of a longer period of time over the course of the, the full season I think Obviously you left uh, Scotland 12 months ago so there's a lot of the players that are still in the Celtic team that you would have come up against is there anybody that really stands out for you is there anyone you've really enjoyed watching because you look at some of the performances of a, a Matt O'Reilly this season he's really taken his game up to the next level uh, before you speak about but, but, but uh, my main one I've really enjoyed has been Matt O'Reilly but still to this day and still any time I come up against him Callum McGregor is just the one that always stands out for me I just think he he just he makes the game look so easy I think uh, 
he's a type of player that sort of quickens the game up when it needs to quicken up and then he's the type of player obviously calms the game down so Callum McGregor's just been the one I've always really enjoyed watching over the years and uh, coming up against and but yeah Matt O'Reilly's definitely been the one who's who, who's been an unbelievable sign I think is his goals as his assist return this season has been unbelievable and he, he's a type of player that that, that seems seems down to earth seems want, always wanting to learn and he's at a good place now where he's, he's enjoying his football playing at such a big club and learning off a, obviously a great manager as well so things can only sort of bode well for him personally and then obviously that can only enhance, enhance Celtic as well so defensive, defensively wise I love Vickers I think he's just been probably the best defender in Scotland over the last couple of years uh, and last season another one is Hatate. Uh, I just I love watching him and I think he's just sort of needing to find his form this season get that consistency of playing obviously week in week out and then your main man Kyogo's up front is, is always a joy to watch as well yeah that's the Celtic side of things for now now we'll get into the actual specifics of the game in a little bit but let's look at Aberdeen because at the time that we're recording this um, on Wednesday afternoon it's not that long ago that Barry Robson actually lost his job as Aberdeen manager um, how do you assess where they are at the moment is, I know it's Barry someone that you would have played alongside at Aberdeen were you a little bit shocked at that decision if I'm being honest uh, probably not shocked I think uh, I'm obviously very disappointed for Barry I played with uh, sort of coming through the Celtic team at the time and, and, and Rabo was there and then they played Rabo at, at Aberdeen as well he, he was just sort of obviously he, he played the game at a high level and was always under my hour so first and foremost yeah disappointed for him but uh it was his first real job. Uh, it was a big job for him. I think I was his third time coming in as interim manager. And then from doing well, third time lucky, he ended up getting the job. And I was delighted for him. But I think if you're if you're being realistic and you're looking over the course of the season uh, and sort of the how demanding the Aberdeen fans are, uh, they've got a great squad of players there. And they just don't seem to be getting the best out of the players that they have, the, have there, there now. I don't know whether that's down to maybe the system they're playing. I think over the course of all the years that I was there, we were always maybe on the front foot, playing 4-3-3, getting the ball wide in the south, Johnny Hayes, creating chances for Adam Rooney. And then you had the likes of maybe like a Rand Jack, uh, Graham Shinney, Kenny McLean, players they got in the middle. And then other creativity such as Uran Christie's, your Greg Stewart. So we're always sort of playing on the front foot, uh, full-backs getting forward and creating chances. And I think with this season, I can see that Rabo was always trying to get two two strikers on the pitch, which has been good. But it's allowed us, it's allowed Aberdeen to to have maybe five defenders. So for me personally, I'd always like to give up uh, one or the three centre half to, to get another attacking player on the pitch. And I think that's what the fans want to see. They want to see a team that's going out and creating chances and winning games. And unfortunately, that hasn't been the case for for obviously Barry Robson and Aberdeen. So yeah, they're in a predicament at the moment where they need to maybe get this appointment right because if you look at the likes of Stephen Glass uh, Jim Goodwin and now Barry Robson so three of the last three managers it just simply hasn't uh, worked out for It's been a strange season for Aberdeen because on the European front they've had some really really good performances beat Eintracht Frankfurt at home they got to the League Cup final as well, um, which which they lost, and and you kind of maybe thought to yourself that once they've got that distraction of Europe and that cup out the way, they might motor on a bit in the league. But you're seeing some good performances at times in those competitions, but there's just not been that consistency so far. But as you mentioned, they've still got some some really good 
players in the, in the squad that can be a threat on their day. So how do you think that Aberdeen will be going into this game against Celtic and with the fact that they've now not got a manager in place? I think it's one of those ones is knowing a few of the boys, they just got to regroup again. Uh, players who maybe haven't been playing, it's maybe a chance for a new fresh start if, if they're maybe a called upon. So it's probably one of those games that motivation will take care of itself. It's it's Celtic coming to town. It's a big game. It's going to be a good atmosphere. So they have to go out and try and get the right results. So for Aberdeen, it's uh, it's just one of those ones that go out and just need to give it their all. And if they can get the win, they get the win. And that can like a result like that can maybe kickstart their season. But uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll be going into it knowing how difficult it is. And uh, nah, Celtic will, will definitely fancy their chances, but it's never an easy game when you're, when you're going to Pataudby for sure. Yeah, what's it like playing in that game? You've played uh, against Aberdeen as a Celtic player. You've obviously played in countless games in this fixture as an Aberdeen player when Celtic have come up to Pataudry as well. What is it like in the week of that game and what's it like in the city? Is there a real buzz when Celtic's coming to town for, as an Aberdeen player? Yeah, there always is a buzz, whether it was uh, Celtic or Rangers. Obviously, Rangers-Aberdeen uh, was always sort of a, a, big, a bigger rivalry and if you're wanting to go down the the road of like a hatred type rivalry. But regarding Celtic coming to town, you're you're usually playing you're you're playing against the best team in Scotland of obviously winning league after league. So it's it's games that you want to go out and sort of do well and just sort of really enjoy them because over over your career you don't maybe have the opportunity to play against Celtic uh, so many times. But I was obviously fortunate enough to play for Celtic in uh, thirty six times as you said earlier. But to have the opportunity even to go up against them because you're you're playing against the best and you're you're you want to prove yourself against the best and you want to go out and obviously do well for, for the club that you're at. And I always enjoyed the games. We obviously had a lot of defeats and we had a, a few wins as well along the way. So it's uh it's a bit gone out and for Aberdeen especially and it's it's being patient in the game. We we know more often than that when, when Celtic come to town they're they're gonna have a lot of possession and they're gonna create chances. So it's it's always nullifying their threat uh to as minimum as possible and then uh with a wee bit of luck along the way and creating uh, creating chances, it's just taking them when they come along and and using sort of that atmosphere to, to try and uh, drive you on. Yeah, the atmosphere when Celtic go up to Pataudry always seems to be that little bit more intense for Aberdeen fans compared to, to matches against other teams in the league. But now considering the fact that Barry Robson has, has left and there was a little bit probably of, of unease and unrest uh, prior to him departing, how do you think that might actually galvanise the fans and do you think it might make a, a bigger atmosphere on Saturday where the, the team and the fans really want to try and push the team on? No, I could do it and uh, I've always found that with the Aberdeen fans they'll always, they'll always back their players no matter what and obviously you see different things and you read different things about obviously the fans maybe not being happy at the moment with, with not winning games so it's uh, but regardless who the manager is or if they're there's an interim manager at the moment or, or whoever it's going to be. Uh, the fans will always get behind. There, there will be a good atmosphere. And I know from once the game starts, uh, the the players will hear that atmosphere and it'll definitely start a game. Their atmosphere will be there for the Aberdeen players. So it's down to the players to go out and show what they probably should be doing over the course of the season, asking out and giving it their all and trying to get three points. And uh, yeah, no, I believe the atmosphere will still be, will still be very hostile uh, no matter what. And, as you've seen, obviously, I'm not sure if there's going to be a manager in on time come come the weekend. But uh, no, it'll definitely be a, a, a tough game for Celtic. But it's one of those ones that 
if Celtic go out early and score a goal and it can be a comfortable afternoon for Celtic, it's just it's just sort of going to be on the day and and how sort of the players react, the fans react to obviously the, the second and uh, yeah, the two of our what what interim managers are, are going to be in charge come Saturday as well. Yeah, what do you expect then from this game? Because it's a repeat of the second game of the season where Celtic went up to Pataudry, 1-3-1. In the end, it was pretty comfortable on that occasion. So what do you think this time around? I just think with, with how Celtic have been over the last number of weeks, although they're winning games, they haven't been maybe in full flow every game. It's maybe been in wee stints and starts where it's been maybe a good a good 60 minutes here, maybe a good 30 minutes here. It's, it's, I'm sure Brandon's message will be like, to try and go out and silence and keep the, the fans quiet because I think at the start of the game there will be a hostile uh, atmosphere, it'll be a good atmosphere and it's probably them getting their foot on the ball and creating chances and them scoring goals and uh, if they can do that it, it can be a, a comfortable afternoon for them but Brendan will be under no illusions how, how tough of a game it will be and he'll be wanting to go there and put on a good performance and uh, just get the right result and it is one of those ones if they go there and win one nil or they score a couple and win, they'll you'll take the three points no matter how it comes because it's always renowned for, for being one of the, the toughest games in in the calendar, uh, the window over the course of the season. Yeah. I take it you'll probably be watching this game. Are you still following things at Celtic? Are you still a big Celtic fan at this moment in time? Yeah, no, I always have uh I've always tried to go to the games, even when I'm still in Scotland, even uh last year when I was at Dundee, I got down to the Real Madrid game and stuff as well. So I'd always want want to go whenever I can. So it's always hard now that I'm still playing because I'm still professional. My games fall on a Saturday, a Sunday, Friday night. So it's always hard to get across and go to the games. But I know for for sure once I once I finish playing and I have maybe the opportunity to actually go and watch games, I'll, I'll definitely be over. And as I said earlier, Scotland's been a big part of my life. So for me, wanting to get over and watch Scotland would be great. And that Legends game just give me another sort of feel for, for it again, if you know what I mean. Just the atmosphere down at Anfield and just showing how, how sort of maybe global the Celtic fans are. That'll never, ever change. And uh, no, I'll definitely want to go and be in the stand watching Celtic for sure again. It must make you so proud when you look back on your career in general, what you've done with Aberdeen, so many amazing moments. But to say that you pulled on the hoops of Celtic that must give you so much pride oh, un- unbelievable I've, it's something I've always said like nobody can ever ever take that away from me I know like maybe I moved to Aberdeen and I'm an Aberdeen player and maybe some fans maybe don't see that like maybe you grow up you're, you're a Celtic fan and that's just the predicaments maybe of maybe Scottish fans in general if you move to certain clubs you sometimes you can't maybe be seen to be sporting other clubs but look I grew up supporting Celtic I went to Celtic games uh I'll never forget it. I had the opportunity to sign for Swansea and my agent was driving the car and he phoned me and he, he just said, look, Neil Lennon's been on the phone. Celtic want to sign you. And I see straight away that reaction of knowing Celtic are interested. There, there was only one place you were going. And yeah, to have the opportunity of me just recently turning professional for about a year or so, to have that opportunity to then jump again to, to sign for one of the biggest clubs in the world was was huge. And now no one can ever take that away from me how, how much I really enjoyed being at Celtic and I think I've said it before as well like I probably made the most of, of being a Celtic player regarding just taking in the atmosphere being an Irish playing for Celtic getting to go to numerous events whether it was in Vegas Santa Pons I've said before so uh, just a wee bit unfortunate with injuries but that's that's that comes with, with the territory of football and the competition but I'm, I'm so happy that I got to go on and uh 
he had played for Celtic on, on numerous occasions and even the score for for Celtic at Celtic Park was was unbelievable as well. So that there are feelings that nobody will ever ever take away from me that yes, you played for Celtic before. So uh, no, I'm definitely proud of it, and uh, yeah, I definitely lived the dream. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask you is there like a moment that stands out? But saying you're scoring at home at Celtic Park is that maybe the one for you? Or is there anything else? Yeah, I think I think initially just making your debut. I, I remember I played in the, the Wembley Cup. I came on against Tottenham. That was my first game. But making my debut at home to Dundee United, my first game, I got man of the match and done done well. But uh, now scoring that first goal against Kilmarnock at home was I'll never forget it because the first game I was at, I think it was a Celtic Rangers game, and I was in the same stand. I scored my first goal, and I remember Alan Thompson scored the winner. Uh, and then he obviously later went on to be one of my coaches. So the sort of have wee moments like that to sort of stand out. I scored, I scored at home on Boxing Day against Hamilton as well, and then a few goals against St. Johnson. And then it just popped up actually on the nineteenth of January there, um, a goal against Greenock Martin in the in the Scottish Cup. I think it was as well. We won one 0 So just, not just wee moments like that. This will always uh, live in the memory for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll probably be some Aberdeen fans that listen to this as well. I mean, such a long history with that club. I was going to ask about what moments maybe stand out, but there, I'm sure there'll be tons to to choose from there. Yeah, no, I've, I've always said it's been the best part of my career regarding time-wise of, of playing week in, week out, working under a very good manager and Derek McInnes, which I built up a very good relationship with. And I just love my football because I got a good crack at it. I was playing every week. I was sort of staying injury-free and we were just constantly finishing third, finishing second, qualifying for Europe. And we were just constantly getting the semi-finals and finals as well. So now it was a real enjoyable part of my career and now one I loved. And I've always found playing in Scotland, that I just I just loved it regarding no matter where you went, what stadiums you went to, it was always sort of good atmospheres and good occasions and it was a good place to play your football. So now definitely at Aberdeen, that was the best part in the sense of how much I played, etc. and how much I enjoyed scoring goals and creating chances. And now we definitely had, had, had great memories at Aberdeen for sure. Just really uh, for your Aberdeen team, probably the shame was that you came up against Brendan Rodgers Celtic in that first time around because keep getting to finals and then you keep facing that Celtic team. I know, it's just like a conveyor belt. Oh, here we go again, here we go again. But nah, Celtic were so good at that stage under Brandon and the players they had. And you can even tell the players that sort of moved on, the Dembele's and even Armstrong, like boys who went to the Premiership as well. So now they've always recruited well over the years and Brandon was good for that. Rogic was obviously very pivotal then when he he scored the, the 90th odd minute winner when they beat us 2-1. But just to sort of be part of those big occasions, uh, big events was, was always pleasing. But look, at the end of the day, of course you wanted to go and win, but I'm just thankful that I, I got to win a trophy with Aberdeen. And and even then, when we won that trophy, the final was at Celtic Park. And for us to have, what, 40-odd thousand fans that day, compared to Inverness, who had maybe five, ten thousand fans, just the whole atmosphere that day at Celtic Park was, was incredible. Yeah. When... Um... Johnny, obviously you played with him at Aberdeen. When he then went to Celtic, how was he to come up against? Did he give you a wee kick when you were going up against each other? Uh, I was always quite too 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 smart for Johnny. Johnny was always <laughs> faster than me, but I, I'd sort of maybe let my brain do the work. But nah, there was never there was never moments where we'd sort of maybe clash too heavily. But nah, he was always a a good guy to obviously talk to, experience games against, and obviously a, a really good friend and teammate as well. So no, there was always Scott Brown was always the one because I remember when like he signed for Aberdeen, he was actually 
we 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 played Aberdeen against Celtic, and I actually Brownie tackled me. It wasn't a bad tackle, but he ended up getting sent off. <laughs> Even to that day, it just showed showed the character of Brownie. He was actually still annoyed when he sang for Aberdeen about that moment about that day he got sent off against Aberdeen because he he tackled me, and I think it was a a, a second yellow card. But that just showing you, I was just showing you sort of the demeanour of the man and how he was as a, as a player that even three, four years on from Mornington they're still bugging him a wee bit I know, I still always find it quite strange to see Scott Brown in the, in the red of that Aberdeen shirt, I mean even for yourself, having played with him before was it strange to see him coming up and what was it like when he was there for that year? Yeah, it was very, very strange I think uh, just he's just he's just renowned for obviously being a Celtic being the, being the captain and winning having so much success but the same walk out and be on that Pataudry in a red jersey being captain it, it was strange and took probably a wee bit getting used to but he never changed he, he was the same same brownie brilliant about the change room brilliant with all the lads and uh, when it came to obviously going out and playing he, he always wanted to win games and uh, that's definitely always shown over the course of how many years he's been as a professional and, and credit to him and it's good to see him now going into management and uh, yeah he, he's back in the game there with their United and they've got off the I think it's two wins in two games, which is good. So uh, now he's brilliant for 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 me at Celtic, and and obviously he was always somebody to, to sort of learn off uh, every day how he conducts himself. But uh, it was definitely strange seeing him in a an Aberdeen jersey for sure. The brilliant thing with him being Aberdeen, though, even being in that red shirt, is that when he had the opportunity, he still found time to wind up the other side. I remember his his goal at Ibrox in the celebration. <laughs> yeah, now I could always do that, even. The two moments that stand out for me is his goal at Ibrox winding the fans up and then the moment when Ryan Kent was getting substituted at Aberdeen. He was sort of sort of standing applauding him and stuff, just sort of being cheeky and sarcastic. But he always sort of had that in his locker and he'd done it at the right times. And uh, now it's, uh, it's moments like that'll definitely go down in the history books for sure. He could he could make so many DVDs. He could probably make Netflix documentaries about the stuff he, he's done over, over his career and the good and the bad, if you know what I mean. <laughs> for right now. Well, thanks so much for taking out the time to look ahead to this match. Hopefully for yourself as well. Everything goes well from now to the end of the season. I'll be keeping an eye and see how he's got on in the cup as well and see if you can get some your hands in some silverware. But thank you so much for taking out the time. No, no problem. Good man. Thanks for having me again. Thank you.